720 WGN. It is 518. I hope your commute home is going smoothly. Tom Appel, our consumer guide, automotive guy, is with us. Hey, Tom, thanks for jumping on the show today. Oh, my pleasure. Hello, Lisa. So what cars are going away? I always, I, whenever I'm driving a vehicle and I see they've discontinued it, I'm always like, hmm, is that good or is that bad? There are a number of cars disappearing this year and next year, but I, I think if people look just under the skin of the story, you'll see that it makes sense that they're going away. So we have um, Chrysler, for example, what we call Chrysler, it's Stellantis now, but um, these old school Dodge and Chrysler products, the Chrysler 300, the Dodge Challenger, the Dodge Charger, um, those vehicles are old school VA powered rural drive vehicles, don't really have a place in, in, in the automotive industry moving forward. They were historic, they were kind of a uh, an extension of the muscle car era, but they've gotten old and they're being discontinued now. That's interesting because people love those Dodge Chargers. I see them a lot. They love those old school muscle cars and they were really the rage when they came back, right? Yeah, they were huge when they came back, and gas was cheap at the time, too. Uh, but they did well, and Dodge has done an incredible job of marketing them. So there was always a newer, higher-performance version and fun special editions and things. And their marketers are to be applauded for keeping these things in the public eye. So when you're driving a Dodge Charger and they no longer make it, does it become difficult to you know, find replacement parts, or how does that work for consumers who own that vehicle? No, it won't be a problem at all. There is a federal law that requires a manufacturer to continue to service a vehicle for at least 10 years after the fact. But the good news is that in this case, these vehicles have been around for a very long time, and there are hundreds of thousands of these on the road. So there will be uh, parts and support for a very long time. And does Audi have a model that's going away? The the Audi R8, which is a fabulous-looking super, uh, I, w- I would call it a, you know, super performance car, but it's a, it's a two-seat sports car, uh, the GT. Uh, I'm sorry, the R8 is disappearing this year. And part of the reason is that Audi is moving more quickly than some other luxury manufacturers into the world of EVs. And they do sell a vehicle called the e-tron GT that's competing directly with it, and that's an electric vehicle. And is that pretty much where we're all headed, and when do you think that'll happen? When do you think there will be more electric vehicles on the road than gas-powered vehicles? Oh, when there's more on the road or more being sold, because those are very different things. More being sold, we're thinking about 2035 is a reasonable date when half of everything sold uh, might be electric. But uh, on the road is more difficult to determine because people tend not to get rid of their cars. And the average car on the road, depending on who you ask, is 12 to 14 years old. So it'll be a very, very long time before we replace everything. Yeah, it used to be very apparent when people were driving an old car, but that's not the case anymore. I was driving a, you know, a 2014 up until this year, and it looked just fine. Yeah, a couple of things happened, too. Cars don't rust anymore, and the finish on cars uh, stays shiny much longer than it used to. So cars don't look old anymore. And Kia's getting rid of one of their cars? Kia is getting rid of the Stinger, which was a a nice attempt by Kia to build something that competed more or less with the BMW 3 Series. It was a small, sporty sedan. Um, The reviews of it were excellent, but apparently people didn't want to buy a small, luxury sports sedan from Kia, and the the volume, the sales volume was never there. Hmm. Anything else going away? 
The Chevrolet Bolt is an interesting story. Oh. That's the Bolt EV, the small electric car, going away largely because uh, GM probably can't make any money on it. And they're talking about bringing it back shortly. But GM will be replacing the Bolt with a number of electric vehicles in the next 18 months. So it may not be missed, though its price point might. Right now you can get a Bolt for about $27,000, and the federal tax credit does apply to that, which means your price is under twenty grand if you qualify for the tax credit. Tom Appel is with Consumer Guide Automotive. I'm really surprised that the Nissan Maxima is going away. Yeah, people might think that the Maxima is a big seller, and we've known that name for, what, 30, 40 years now. The thing about the Maxima is it's really just an expensive version of the Altima. And and over over time, the Maxima kept yielding sales to the Altima. The Altima was more affordable, also available with V6 power. Um, and there was just a lot going on there. And the Maxima just kind of got sidelined, and it's finally going away. Sedan sales also have tanked in the last few years, so it makes sense. Tom, I'm always interested in asking a car guy like you what you drive. Oh, I don't even know what I would drive if I had a car. Um, my <laughs> wife drives a Subaru uh, Crosstrek, which we're very happy with, and it fits her well. That's the subcompact crossover. Yeah, those things last a long time, don't they? Ours has, yeah. It's, it's, it's serving us well. And what about Mercedes-Benz? I hear they're cutting a bunch of vehicles from their line. Yeah, the Mercedes-Benz story is interesting. Mercedes has a very full and robust lineup of vehicles, and they still sell cars in segments that almost every manufacturer has dropped. So they still have coupes and convertibles in multiple sizes, and many of those are going away now. Mercedes has to make way in its lineup on its dealer lots and in its lineup for electric vehicles. Uh, And they've introduced three EVs in just the last couple of years, or four. So we're going to see that slowly EVs are going to be replacing things that were perhaps a little bit more fun and niche. Hmm. Uh, so what is happening with car loans? I, I Number one, is it true they're offering seven-year car loans? There's even eight-year car loans, unfortunately, and those are terrible ideas. Oh. Um, but, yeah, the average length of a loan is comfortably over, comfortably over 60 months. I think it's like 66 or 67 months. That's the average loan now. Uh, and the rejection rate has gone way up, too. It's up about 50% this year from about 9% to 14%. And part of that is because money got tighter. I think we all know that. But the other problem that happened is many people didn't buy a car the last few years, a new car, because of the... Uh, um, you couldn't. There was uh, a shortage. I mean, I was yeah. on a waiting list just for a Toyota for like six months. Yep, that's exactly what happened. And what happened during that time, unfortunately, is that you're trading... Your, your, the car you're driving now has decreased in value by two or three years. So you have a little less money to put down than you thought you did when you go in to buy a car, which means you have to come up with more cash. Okay, so is that the problem? Because I did read that the rejection rate for car loans is crazy, that even people with fairly decent credit are being rejected for a loan. Is it because they're not putting enough cash down? That's part of the problem. Yeah, they're having a hard time putting the, the money down. So if you're trying to do a car with a less than a 20% down payment, you're, you're, you're scrutinizing additionally. And, and it's, prob- it's harder now because your, your trade-in, which would be part of the cash you put down, is, is worth less. Interesting. Um, somebody said, um, oh, I was, I was looking at another, uh, people, you know, just reminiscing about the, the, you know, the muscle cars, but they said they just looked up the Audi R8. It's $253,000. Is that true? That's what those cars run? Yeah, they were much cheaper. It used to be available as a, 
um, with a small engine and then a V10 engine, but now they just they just sold it sort of fully equipped in high performance version. So yeah, it got very expensive. And what other? I mean, are there people buying two hundred fifty thousand, five hundred thousand dollar cars? I mean, what percentage do those sell? Are we talking about one percent of the auto market or ten percent? Oh, it might be just one percent of the market, but the people in that segment, let's say Ferrari, Lamborghini, Bentley. Rolls-Royce, there's McLaren, too. McLaren isn't profitable. But the other makers are very profitable. Their margins are very high. So they're happy selling in low volumes, and their magazines sell magazines, or their, their cars sell magazines. So they're doing what they need to do, and people do buy them. And, and yeah, like the average price of Ferrari is probably about $450,000, now. And that's why my insurance person tells me that I have to have coverage because if I was to hit one of those, it would. <laughs> they're like, you're going to need yes. five hundred thousand dollars to pay for a repair, even though it's not your vehicle. Yeah, that, that is not. A, it feels unfair, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it seems a little crazy. Thank you so much for joining us, Tom. Pleasure was mine. Thanks, Lisa. Tom Appel, Consumer Guide Automotive. Hey, coming up, we've got some tickets to turn you on to for the McHenry County Fair that starts in Woodstock tomorrow. That's after the news with Lauren Lapka on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.